0: Welcome to the WinFL Show. Welcome to the Outer Hebrides. This is the WinFL Show. I'm Ian McKinnon. I am joined this week by Dave Somerville. Dave, how are you doing? Long time no see,
1: buddy. But yeah, we're back and re-energized. I was never really un-energized before, for those that know me. But uh, yeah, so glad to be here and get ready for a good show, I think. Fantastic. Right, uh, so we've
0: got some new... Dave, guess what? Guess mm. what? Guess what? Before we come start... Come hit me with it. Do you know how we always start with the news? We do. Uh, and for the past year and a bit that we've been doing this, I think this is episode 63 that we're on now, of the WinFL wow. show, right? Mm. So for the past year and a bit, every time we come off the air, something happens. A, a trade gets made. I'd get signed. Something mm-hmm. like that happens sometimes. With li- within literally one minute of us ending, something major news happens. This week, the news has already happened. The Minnesota Vikings have released Dalvin Cook, four-time Pro Bowler. The last four years, he's been mm-hmm. a Pro Bowler. Um, last four years, he's gone over a thousand yards. He scored. 50-odd touchdowns. The the man's a machine. When Zeke was released by the Cowboys, I understood We spoke about this, and I'd said Mm -hmm. that Zeke might be a victim of his own early success because of the huge offensive line. Drop-off in production. Yep. Dalvin Cook has been the opposite because when he started his career, he was injured uh, early on. He didn't play full seasons uh, at the beginning of his career. Um, you know, I mean, his, his first year, he only played four games. And then he played 10 games, and then 14 games, and 14 games. And he started getting better and better. He has gotten better every single year. Uh, you could possibly say his 2020 was maybe his actual best. But consistency-wise, he's got better every year. Why are the Vikings cutting him, waving him, H- however you want to go? C- he's been released do mm-hmm. you think it's purely because of the cap, because of all the money that Payne Cut Cousins' This ridiculous uh, contract that he's on, or do you think there's something else? Because, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but they had been uh, teams had looked to trade for him, and the Vikings weren't didn't it didn't look like from what I can gather that the Vikings were getting what they wanted for him, so the trades didn't go ahead, or perhaps mm-hmm. the teams thought the Vikings are wanting too much, were not. We're going to pull out of it to the Vikings, and I get nothing for him. No, I mean, nothing. It's just it. It's almost like the the Arizona Cardinals uh, last mm-hmm. week when they well, Hopkins, uh, released yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. You're thinking you couldn't get a fifth rounder, you couldn't get a you know a fourth and a seventh for Dalvin Cook. He's made the last four Pro Bowls. I know running backs are undervalued, but Dave, I want you taking this Dalvin Cook. Go for it.
1: I I think they are severely undervalued. I would go as far to say that Davencook Cook has been thrown out uh, overboard off of the Viking ship. You know, kind of trying to you know on on its way to um, you know conquer and whatever else the Vikings did that we don't need to go into. But uh, yeah, they they've, I think that um, davencook Cook's been kind of he's been horribly treated though. It probably is to do with the cap, but also at the same time, what they've done is re-signed his backup, Alexander Matison, who's going to step step in straight away and be RB number one. So uh, it, it could just be a case that they don't want to give him a massive contract. They don't want to get, just give him a contract at the top end for the running backs, and I think he's worth it. I think if, you, if you're going to pay him the market value for one of the top running backs in the league, Darwin Cook is one of the ones that you think, yeah, I want I want him to be there. I want him to be part of the team for years to come. Kirk Cousins doesn't have long left, I, and I mean, you can make the argument he's already reached the peak of his prowess of whatever he had. But uh, yeah, he's um, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback. The market for the quarterbacks has been completely shot out of proportion from the Daniel Jones contract. Pat Mahomes ten-year, bazillion-dollar deal. Uh, so, you know the each position seems to have uh, uh, its own kind of unique market the running back one is so undervalued it's it's horrible to see but um yeah i was re- i was really surprised to see that they actually just full out released them it's like a stupid decision the rams would do so and you know it, it's it's actually not the only thing that they've done uh in the last few days have the vikings because they they're also fielding a lot of trade calls for Dan- daniel hunter now he's attracting a lot of interest yeah. as well yeah so he's going to be on a or if he's not on he's going to be on a bumper deal as well so he's one of the top uh, defensive linemen in, in the league wouldn't be surprised to see him not in minnesota uh, at the, at the start of the season at all because of the amount of trade calls and from the little rumors in the twitter sphere it does look like that he'd be quite happy to leave if, it was for, if he was going to then get an amazing re signed bumper deal. So, Damon Cook going, bad. Madison re-signing, wait and see. I don't think he's had the kind of amount of game time recently that to really kind of warrant definite uh, RB1 or definitely worthy of replacing uh, Damon Cook. But, um, yeah, Vikings making moves and not the positive kind. It It, it just strikes me as bizarre. Because, mm.
0: as I say, you know, I hate to repeat myself here, obviously. But when when the Zeke situation, um, I wasn't surprised that Zeke didn't immediately get snapped up by another team.
1: Yeah, because we said, I think we said we said it during the season as well that yeah, I mean, there was a drop off. Yeah, he he's uh, obviously
0: Zeke's a good player, but he you mm. wouldn't say he's one of the best five in the in the league, six in the league, correct. You would say that of Dalvin Cook.
1: Yes, you and, would put I, you would put him in contention at the very least.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, there's guys like you know Derek Henry and Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, and you know there's guys like that who you would consider to be the top guys mm-hmm. in the NFL. Alvin Kamara over over in New Orleans there. Um, Dalvin Cook's right in that conversation, as with the best in entire league. And I'm trying to think, there's not many teams whose running back room would not be improved by having Dalvin Cook. Well, For obviously, I mean, they'd they all the be Rams. improved. But,
1: <laughs> well, well, yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean... The Rams wouldn't be a, a terrible destination.
0: There are very few teams that Dalvin Cook could go to and he would not be the de facto starter
1: day one. Yeah, just walking. Very exactly, few, yeah. as uh, see. Obviously, And if- the Vikings included in that. The Vikings... Well, should, I think the Vikings should re-sign them. You know, like I, I think you said, you said it to me off there. It's got to be to do with the cap. It's ha- there's just no other way around it. But, um,
0: but yeah, again, I'm but, guessing but, but he was not,
1: expecting for the re-sign, but
0: not getting anything for him. I mean, nothing. Yeah. You, this, this is insanity. I, I don't understand it. Just like I didn't understand it with the DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. What you're seeing. Obviously, there must be reasons, but you tell me the team couldn't get anything? Nothing. They couldn't trade him. Just say, listen, if you don't want to be here, fine. If you want to go, great. Tell us where you want to go and we'll trade you. Because they'd be able to trade him to the Titans. They would. If he said, I want to go to Tennessee, fine. We're going to trade you to the Titans for a seventh round pick. And they'd get it. Mm -hmm. Of course they would. Easily, yeah. Uh, any any team, any team would give up a pick for for Dalvin Cook. I just my my
1: mind's like I, I don't know. It, I mean, I mean, it could be something to do with the backroom stuff as well. You know, he's not happy that we don't behind the scenes. I don't know has Kevin O'Connell caused any kind of um, tension, or he's you know he's not kind of his man management might be that he, uh, he's not getting on with Dalvin Cook. It could be a number of reasons. Mm. The, the the glaring one that's a potential is the cap, but I I just I don't see why you would release them at this stage because I think the I from what I know I don't think the Vikings cap situation was that bad I didn't think it was I, I haven't I don't heard anything that we know
0: is. Um, I might actually look it up just now quickly um, the teams oh, so this is from this is from cap dot com twenty twenty three base. Uh salary cap who have we got um the bears have thirty-two million, the Panthers, Carol's Jets, Golds, Cowboys, Vikings. They've still got ten million dollars of cap space. Well, nine point seven five, I should say. Nine point seven five cap space. I mean the bears are sitting there with thirty-two million. He could
1: he could uh, sign. Yeah. See,
0: the thing is he could now sign for the bears.
1: That would be, I mean, I mean, they've got that would they, they, be a running that <laughs> would be get, a running team. Yeah, that would be a scary running team. Um, and you know what? I I hope he does. I really hope he does. He, uh, he's the, like, we can be pretty safe in saying that he's not going to go to the Lions. Lions have the running back room completely sorted. To, yeah, I don't think it's going. to... Yeah, I don't think it's going to
0: to the Lions. Packers, you're right. Giants. Um teams like as I say, the 49ers, the Saints, the Titans, they don't need Dalvin Cook. They've mm-hmm. got a guy, they don't need Dalvin Cook. Uh you could I mean you can argue the Bears don't need him either, but he would be an upgrade, and it's you're taking him off your division rival.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And he's can gonna he want to stick
0: it to them twice a year. Um, I just hope. Do you know what? Do you know what I'm worried about, Dave? I'm worried that DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook will now end up in Kansas City.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not impossible that one of them will. I think in this case, particularly Hopkins. I I genuinely think that's possible. However, I was speaking to our very own Ewan McPhail during the week, and I said to him, I reckon this has got Patriots written all over it. Mm. I reckon he is, Bill Belichick is going to be all over it straight away. Maybe less than twenty four hours later, I don't know was it rap sheets or someone else went on Twitter and said that DeAndre Hopkins was going to go on a visit to New England. Now that annoys me because that's the most Patriots thing to do: get an out, get, get an out, kind of outcast, <laughs> that someone that's been released, one of the star players in the league, and get him for pittance. It's a, that's just the Patriots way of doing things. Would you be surprised if both of them ends up in New England?
0: No, because I think Bill Belichick. Uh, we we all know how much he loves DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. and um, we know that he values a good running back, particularly a good receiving running back, which Dalvin Cook is. Mm-hmm. It's just I I don't get it. Don't get it. Just just a, a quick quick. Side note here, uh, Dave, just while I'm looking at the the cap space that we've got here, and I'm seeing all these uh, teams. So, number one, uh, with available cap space is the Bears, 32 million. Mm -hmm. The lowest is the Buccaneers with 401,000. That's because they are carrying 75.3 million of dead money.
1: Has that got anything to do with your favorite player of all time? It's the only thing
0: I can think of. The, your Rams had second place, 74 million of dead money.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's ridiculous. I, see, I, I have a horrible feeling that they're just tanking, going to tank this year. But
0: then what happens um, is next year, available cap space, uh, as you look at it, it, everything flips. So, for example, the, the Chiefs in 2023 have 652 grand of, of cap money. But mm-hmm. next year, they'll have 51 million available because they're not carrying over any dead money, not a single red cent,
1: nothing. The Rams will have some, but not a lot.
0: The Rams, uh, right. let me have a real look. Where's the Rams? So who's that? Oh, no, that's not the Rams. That's the Bills. My goodness, the Rams. Uh, you've only got six grand of dead money going into next year.
1: Yeah, that's why I thought uh, as it, because as, it we, we,
0: as it stands.
1: Yeah, yeah, because uh, we, yeah, we, we had released obviously Bobby Wagner. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the money from the Ramsey situation, Leonard Floyd, all those guys, and um, the a-, a. Sean Robinson as well. You know, all these guys. The amount of money that we've killed off this year basically is ridiculous. But um, yeah, I think it's more to save money this year, and then have a completely clean slate. For the next year. So um yeah, cap situation with the Vikings. It's not dire. Unless the only thing I can see, maybe they're thinking for two years' time and the Justin Jefferson contract that is going to be necessary for the star wide Mm. receiver to be basically become the best paid wide receiver in the league. Which I can't remember who called that Mm, quite early on in our podcast. Someone definitely called that Justin Jefferson. Was gonna be the highest paid quarterback. Uh, highest paid wide receiver. We impressed with was high paid quarterback, but highest paid wide receiver. Do you remember that? I do
0: remember that, Dave. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Well done. Uh, so other news, <laughs> other news around the league. Panthers cornerback JC Horn is missing uh, the rest of the OTAs and minicamp because he has a left ankle injury. So that's not great. You hate to see players getting injured in well, in, in in training, in training camp. I mean, that's just.
1: Yeah, at the start, basically, when they're just getting back into it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, um, the 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 other player, Falcons announced punch returner, Avery Williams, is out for the year with a torn ACL non contact injury from practice. That was via Ian Rappaport there and another. Just, I mean, he was the the, the leading punch returner in the NFL last year, and now he's out for the year. Mm-hmm. And you're just yeah. thinking, the- that is criminal um, poor guy so you know we, we really feel for these guys getting injuries um, so that's two players already uh, well, one out for the year the other one's missing all of OTS and, and, and training camp with an, an ankle injury um, it just seems like there's so many players already getting little dings here and there and we're only just a, a couple of weeks into you know the training before actual mini camp kicks off and that's that's a that's a real shame, there, Dave. And
1: uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, we we so we see it. We've seen it the last couple of years as well. Um, who was it that was it was it wasn't Terry Cohen? Um, or who was it that tore it was his t- ACL? It was, it Terry, was Terry Cohen Terry in Cohen, Chicago.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, training
1: it all, while he was doing an Instagram workout, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: he was just, just he was just training and he was just like running and cutting and bang out for the year one of the one of the most dynamic players uh in the nfl and just out for the year and you think it's such a shame i don't know i don't know if he's due to come back this year
1: yeah i think he will be but you know obviously the running back market is quite over there's a lot of running backs available true but he's such a
0: great kick returner yeah and this is the thing it's it's it's, it's the punt returns he's so shifty
1: He's, Mm -hmm. he's so tiny he He's got that That's kind nice. of Dante Hall feeling about him. The way he can move, obviously Dante Hall was a spe- he was a you know a once in a kind of generation returner, but he's got that feel about him. Just the way he can cut at a, just a blink and he's gone kind mm. of thing. So that um it's quite impressive. But I, I hope to see him back for the start of the um, oh, the, yeah. the season anyway. And definitely, you know, best best of luck to the Falcons returner as well. Oh, of
0: course, yes, definitely best of luck there. So, just before we move on, Dave, I know there's some more news around uh, concerning teams. I don't know if you saw that Washington Commanders and the New York Giants are two that I know of have actually moved their practices indoors due to the air quality from fires in Canada. Canada. That's a. I I mean, in in Canada. And and there's the picture, I don't have seen any of the pictures. It's just mind blowing. The the, the color the sky is just a bright orange all over. Um, some New, of the pictures yeah, of New, New York.
1: N- I mean, New York looks like um, what Hollywood does to Mars. You know, when they're projecting like a, a Mars scene. That's a, that's the kind of pictures that I was getting from it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see other teams follow suit. Oh, and they, they, you, will, you're not they will. you yeah, um, but I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, America's huge. Now we the only thing that we can really compare are us to is um, when the volcano in Iceland erupted and came over us. Now, it, was, it, it didn't colour the skies, but you could smell it in the air. And there was it, dust it was kind of, a, of ash There, what, there was little dust and ash, yeah, exactly. So for
0: those of you who, who might not know about this, uh case you've got listeners in the States, when would, when would this have been, Dave? 12, 15 oh, wow. years ago? I'd say 12, yeah. But 12, 12, yeah. 12, 15 years ago, give or take. Mm-hmm. There was uh, an unpronounceable because Vulca- it was volcano <laughs> in Iceland that erupted, and Iceland's a way out. It's a way out in the the, the North Atlantic from us here, mm-hmm. and it ground European air travel to a halt because the planes can't fly through the ash. And this ash cloud just came right down, and it, it would—I mean, it would have been everywhere, but definitely here uh, in the, the the Western Isles, here in the Outer Hebrides. There was your car every morning was covered in this fine ash. Just a re, it just it was, like,
1: it was like gray snow. That's exactly what
0: yeah, it was. It was just covered in it, and mm-hmm. as I see, so many people were stuck in airports and because they, 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 the, the planes were all grounded. That was a nightmare. Um, so yeah, that's that's the story of that. For those people who are going, what are they talking about now? Uh, so yeah, I saw the pictures, and you're right, New York does look like something from some dystopian nightmare or Martian landscape, uh, just blood red or or, or, um, really dark orange sky just all over. And you're thinking, my goodness, what is going on here? And then what I I saw...
1: Sorry, sorry. In in saying that, I was going to say, I think that this particular situation is cruel for especially New York Jets fans. Because when the season is on, they see blood red every time and fury and smoke steaming all the time now when it's the off season, they now have to look in the in their entire city at just everything oh up looking like it's up in flames and just you know steam around everyone's ears and everything's orange and blood red so you know big shout out to the jets fans just grin, grin and bear it. the wind will come. Then you'll, get, you'll have about two weeks until <laughs> until the start of the season and you can get it all back again. But this time it can only be on a Sunday.
0: Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Hey, anyway, let's move <laughs> on, Dave. Let's move on. So uh, there has been other news kicking around the NFL this week. Uh, why don't you start with, uh, speaking of New York, a uh, team in New York State, the Buffalo
1: Bills. They've been busy. What have they been up to? The Bills have been very busy. Um, I mean they've signed they, they they're starting a trend of si- st- well, I say signing, stealing defensive ends from the LA Rams as the first time uh von Miller, who we had traded from the Broncos, that, that was a fair trade, for, fair enough, but then signed him as a free agent. This year, Leonard Floyd has uh, has been signed as a free agent by the Bills. And I think you know, I think he had nine or ten sacks last season, so definitely the probably the biggest well he's going to be apart from Aaron Donald the, one of the biggest losses to us so I'm quite glad about this but the Bills get another weapon because that's exactly what the Bills need uh, between them and the Chiefs uh, it's I just want to go into a dark room and cry looking at some of their rosters and their kind of situations but uh, yeah let's move on from this very unhappy situation for me uh, they they did actually uh, re-sign Ed Oliver as well uh, to a four-year extension. Yeah. Now, I don't have the money details on that, but I do know the deal has been confirmed. He's going to be there for the next four or five years. So, Ed Oliver, what I think one of the best defensive tackles in the league is Ed Oliver. I, I don't have a bad word to say about him whatsoever. What else do they do? Well, Josh Allen is a new Madden 2024 cover star. That's a big thing for a lot of players, and Josh Allen I mean, he's probably he deserve, not best the best right time. He, I think yeah. he does deserve it, but he, did, he didn't come off the best season. That uh, you know to be that. I, I but you know, he's. I think. Um, I think it's more yeah. that he's he's so
0: watchable in real life. Do you know what I mean? He, the way yeah. he plays and he's just so big and fast and jumping over defenders and that—that's what they want to see. Uh, so I mm. I I I get it. I get it. Why why Josh Allen is? Besides, they were like, oh, we can't put Mahomes on again. I mean, good grief.
1: Yes, I, I think that was quite often the situation with uh, Tom Brady. That's why you saw it. Like, every so often a random wide receiver would pop up on the cover. Um, during the kind of Patriots years, dominant Patriots years. So yeah, I was quite happy to see anyone bar a Patriot on that cover every year when it came out. Um, but yes, but so let's hope the curse of the man cover. It uh, doesn't happen uh, to Josh Allen because he does excite the league quite often. Uh, and the only other bit of Bills news, um, the new, brand new stadium has begun construction. So that was that started on Monday. And uh, I think we've spoken about that before. Uh, I think it cropped up along the li- lines of uh, what the name of the stadium is going to be in particular because we love the stadium names in America, don't we? Uh, well, okay, I love them. You, maybe not so much. Um it's but you know <laughs> the Bank of America stadium and the like. So uh yes, I know you're a big fan of that completely. Um and basically the only other bit of news I did have though was that um today DeAndre Hopkins was actually visiting another team that wasn't New England. He was in Nashville visiting Mike Rabel and the Tennessee Titans. So that could be an interesting one, but a very run first team. Yeah. Would it suit DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, yeah, it would. You think so?
0: It, it would, it would. Because he's he's a game-changing type of player. Mm. Uh, and, and I think he will fit in anyway. I, I said it when it happened, there's not a single team that couldn't benefit hugely from having DeAndre Hopkins on their team. It's not one. There's not, yeah. not a single team in the league. The only one you could possibly argue would be the Bengals. Because they've already got Jamar Chase and T Higgins and they've got Tyler Boyd. And so they've, they've got loads of pass catchers. But even they were able to say, absolutely, we'll take DeAndre Hopkins on board. Imagine he's
1: your number three receiver. <laughs> it's like, behave. Are you joking? Even, I mean, even in Cincinnati, he would not be number three. No, he would. Uh, there's he wouldn't. just there's, there's just no way. No, no. He, that that's the kind of caliber we're talking about. I think you you can even see the same with, with Odell Beckham. You know, he, it's it's just the caliber of these players. I I, I put them they're straight into top ten. Hmm. Um, you, you know, it, it depends when you want to uh, analyze them what kind of period over because obviously we're not sure what's going to happen. With OBJ, he's is he going to go back to his best? Um. Because I think he's still got work to do to get anywhere close to that, and Hopkins has come off his worst year, I think, anyway, in, in his career. But you know he's had such a sterling career, um, so it's going to be interesting. I, 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 I want to see Hopkins anywhere bar the Patriots. Really, it's it's one of those situations. I just don't want to see him at the Patriots, <laughs> um, and likewise for Dalvin Cook. I, I would love them both to come to LA, but. The only one that's a potential real is probably Davin Cook and uh as the, apart from not going to the forty ers really either of them i, I hopkins won't go to forty as as long uh, as deep. as
0: long as neither of them end up in Seattle or Tampa Bay I'm quite happy
1: <laughs> yes it. yeah yes, there you go. yeah yeah yeah, there we
0: so, go. <laughs> So Dave, so Dave, that's the Buffalo Bills taking care of. Now, was there any other news around the league before we move on to our next segment?
1: I don't think so. There's I not a lot. So. I'm guaranteed no. we can wait for an, about an hour after a podcast finishes. There'll be something. Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Even we're there'll a day be.
1: late. There's still gonna be something, isn't there?
0: <laughs> yeah. So what we're gonna do is we are going to go on to
1: Ewan McPhails. Draft
0: Day fails. <laughs> It is Ewan McPhail's draft, Dave Fields. You it know is. it, I know it, and we are taking you all the way back in time, Dave. We're going way back when, way back when, to the 1979 NFL Draft. Okay, 1979. Now, few things to note in this uh, 1979 NFL Draft is that three Hall of Famers came out of this draft, an absolute. Ton of Pro Bowl players, but I'm actually talking about this is a sort of special, um, draft day feel because we're talking about the first three picks, all three of them today. They are first overall, Tom, and I'm going to say it wrong, Cousin O for the Buffalo Bills, second, Mike Bell to the Kansas City Chiefs, and third. Jack Thompson to the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do any of those names ring a bell for you?
1: I don't think so.
0: No, I mean, they, they won't. They, they won't. Should they? No. they won't. No, they shouldn't. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. So I'd, I say we've got three people to talk about here. We're going to start with the number one all over, all over number number one overall pick, <laughs> Tom Kazanu. That's how I'm seeing it. If you're listening, anyone who has any affiliation with this gentleman at all. Anyone, then I apologize for butchering the name, but I'm seeing Cousin O. Um, So, a couple of things about this guy. He's uh, attended Ohio State University, okay, uh, from 1975 to 1978. Um, uh, During that time, Ohio State had an overall record of 36 10 2 and 28-4 and in the Big Ten. Three-time Big Ten champs. They played four bowl games after each of the seasons that he was playing. So he went to the bowl every, every year. Nice, wow. Top five team for 36 weeks over those four years, and the number one team in the nation for eight weeks. Okay. Now, um, he still holds many records for tackling uh, as of 2016. Of 2016... He held six of the top 10 single game tackling records. 29 single game tackles uh, would have since been tied by Chris Spielman. The most solo tackles in a single game, 16 against SMU 1978. He is also second on both all time OSU tackle list with 569 behind a guy called Marcus Marek, uh, and on the career solo tackles list with 259. He was named All American in 1977 and 1978 the chicago tribune named him the mvp of the big 10 in 1978 uh, and he became the 25th ohio state player uh, along with seven buckeye coaches to be named to the college football hall of fame so i think the term slam dunk Uh cannot miss absolutely so that's um uh, mr cousin there now we're then going to move on. Before I talk about that careers in the NFL, we're going to talk about the number the guy selected number two. His name was Mike G Bell. Mike Bell. Now, Mike Bell uh, attended Colorado State University. He played for the Colorado State Rams from 1975 to 78. He was first team All American as a senior in 1978. Um, but there's not so many notes on his actual stats. But again, first team All American. He went second overall. And then we come to Jack Thompson. He's the only quarterback of these three. So Jack Thompson, who has one of the best nicknames ever, he was nicknamed the Throwing Samoan.
1: Because
0: <laughs> he's <laughs> a, a American well, Samoan and he's a quarterback. So he's right. the Throwing so. Samoan. Um he went to Washington State University. He set numerous school Pac-10 and NCAA records. Um in the second game of 1976 he took over the offense after starter John Hopkins was injured uh, in a game against Minnesota. Um now as a in his fi- as a fifth year senior in 1978 he finished ninth in the voting for the Heisman Trophy, concluded his college career as the most prolific passer in NCAA. History With 7,818 yards, he set Pac-10, Pac-10 records for attempts, completions and touchdowns, was all-confidence three times and was either first-team, second-team or, honourable mention, All-American three times. He's one of only two players in school history to have his number retired, along with a pro football Hall of Famer, Mel Heine, number 14, graduated from Evergreen High School in White Centre, Washington, in 1974, south of Seattle cannot miss three players decorated out of college you uh-huh. cannot miss so how did they get on in the NFL well Tom okay. Cousineau in his career as a as a linebacker by the way I didn't mention that he's uh-huh. a linebacker as a linebacker yeah in his career played in 66 games started 59 had 10 interceptions Not bad. 10 interceptions. Um, 6.5 sacks. 5 forced fumbles. He was out of the league by 1987. Not ideal. For a first overall pick. For your second overall pick, Mike Bell. How did Mike Bell get on? Now, he was a defensive end. He played 135 games. Started in ninety-nine had ended up with 52 sacks, uh, forced one, uh, forced a one fumble. But he did recover 10. But again, for a second overall pick, he played from 1979 to 1991, and he ended up with 52 sacks for a second overall pick. And then Jack Thompson, the throwing Samoan, number three overall pick, Played from 1979 to 1984. He started 21 games with a record of 4-17. and Completed 53.1% of his passes for 5,315 yards, 33 touchdowns, 45 interceptions. He was out of the league by 1984. And what makes this a real draft day fail is that not one of those players, the top three selected, Not one of them made a single Pro Bowl. It gets worse. Oh, oh God. It gets worse. Because that's the top three picks from 1979 draft. The fourth overall pick was held by the Chicago Bears. And they drafted Hall of Fame defensive tackle Dan Hampton. The very next pick was the Buffalo Bills, who took Pro Bowl wide receiver Jerry Butler. Two picks later, the Giants took Pro Bowl, Super Bowl winning quarterback Phil Simms. The very next pick, St. Louis Cardinals took Pro Bowl, Super Bowl winning running back Otis Anderson. Two picks later, the Lions (laughs) took Pro Bowl tackle Keith Dorney. And with pick 13, the San Diego Chargers took Hall of Fame tight end Kellen Winslow. The Philadelphia Eagles took Pro Bowl Jerry Robinson, linebacker. The Los Angeles Rams took Pro Bowl offensive tackle Kent Hill. There are Pro Bowls all over the place. And when you get right down to the final pick in the third round, the San Francisco mm-hmm. I 49ers. Know. I know where this is going. Took Hall of Fame quarterback, the greatest postseason quarterback of all time, Joe Montana. And now keep in mind the Bengals could have drafted Montana. And a lot of people thought Montana might be better. But back then, scouting isn't what it is today. Nothing like what it is today. And a lot of people liked uh, the other fella, right? So obviously, Cincinnati could have had Montana. He fell to San Francisco. Of course, what did he do in 1981 and uh, in 1988 Beat Cincinnati twice in the Super Bowl. He really stuck it to the Bengals for not drafting him. Um, So that is this week's Ewan McPhail's draft day fail. And it's all three of the top picks in the 1979 NFL draft. Tom Cousineau, linebacker to the Bills. Mike Bell, defensive end to the Chiefs. And Jack Thompson, quarterback to the Cincinnati Bengals. And any one of those teams could have drafted Dan Hampton, Kellen Winslow... Or Joe
1: Montana. It's crazy to think that. you, so, you know, obviously, we, we speak about the scouting process every kind of preseason. How some can get it so wrong is at times mesmerizing because uh, you know the amount of money that not only the teams spend on it, but that the league pumps into the college system. That the college system is run by the NFL, basically. You know, the, It's just a feeder system for the NFL. There's no other league around the world that can tap into the college system at all because of the NFL. But the NFL funds it, and then the teams recruit specialist scouting. So go and look at these guys. Obviously, maybe back then it wasn't quite as rigorous, but, wow, when you've got that kind of talent available, and then you've got guys that last a couple of years in the league and that's it. They're just they're gone within a few years. That it just, it makes you really consider if they're really prioritizing the right kind of things when they're looking who to scout. I mean, and we've seen a lot of flops in the last kind of 10, 15 years as well. Uh, yeah, and I I think a lot of it might have to do as well with giving young twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three year olds multi-million dollar contracts i hear here's 15 million why because we decided that you're going to be good not that you've proven it but that you're going to be so here's a huge chunk of money that you've never had in your entire life enjoy and we'll see you in a couple months for training so when these guys come and they think we've made it we don't need to do it anymore Mm -hmm. no I, i it's it's I, th- I think that's got a lot to do with it, but yeah, that's you know maybe one of the earlier times of what's happened in the last kind of decade. So uh, I, it's a really good start, though, especially when Joe Montana kind of rounds up the third round uh, of the draft. So I actually, yeah, um, would, would you? Sorry, sorry, carry on. No, I was just going to say would have, should have, could have yeah, yeah, with absolutely all of them.
0: Now uh, something I forgot to mention uh, because. I was going to do all three players. There was there is something I forgot to mention. so um, Casno Tom Caszano, the, the first overall pick, um, he mm-hmm. was actually acquired the, the pick was acquired by the Buffalo Bills as part of the package of five draft picks from the San Francisco 49ers who traded in 1978 for OG Simpson. However, he never actually played for the bills. He went up to Canada signed him for double the money that the bills were offering because back then the, the money was completely different to what it is today. Mm. Uh, he did well in Canada and then he came back and he went to the Cleveland Browns. Now, one final thing. Uh, when he came back, the Oilers wanted to sign him, but the bills who still held the rights matched the offer. So Cleveland Browns, owner an art model, um, was traded from the bills to the Browns. Okay, 14th overall. So they, they, a first-round draft pick traded for Cousineau. That 14th mm. overall pick for the Buffalo Bills in the 1983 NFL draft became Jim Kelly. And wouldn't you know it, the funniest thing, is that Jim Kelly also refused to pay for the Bills back then. He went off to the USFL and then came back to Buffalo. So uh, clearly, back in the late seventies, early eighties, players were not; they did not want to go to Buffalo. They just like not, no, not doing it. Uh, obviously, because I know to say he went to to Canada, so he can't say it was because Buffalo's cold. That's what Jim Kelly said. I don't want to go to Buffalo. Yeah. it's cold. He wanted to play. Uh, I think he wanted to play in Oakland uh, with the Raiders uh, or the Steelers because I think he's he's from I think he's from
1: uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, but he did not want... Pennsylvania, where it gets, like, minus 10 during winter. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't the excuses, know. I know. yeah. I
0: don't know. Anyway, so, yes, that's uh, that's this week's Young McPhail's draft day fail. So, Dave. So, Dave. We're moving on ah. to our next segment. Mm. Next segment. Mm. um, One we had last week. Uh, myself and Jake were on, and we had this segment mm-hmm. on. So, we're going to have it with yourself, of course. And it is... And now it's time for Stupid Early Predictions. So last week, myself and Jake gave our Stupid Early Predictions. Mine were very stupid. For the top passer, the Mm. top rusher, and the top receiver in the NFL for 2023 season. I'm putting it to you, Dave, right now. Take a a few seconds to think about it and I want to the top passer. We're talking yards. We're talking yards. We're not counting touchdowns. Yards. Just yards. Because like, you know, last year, Austin Eckler led the league in touchdowns. No, it's purely yards. Top, most yards, yards passing, most yards rushing, most yards
1: receiving. Hit me with it. Do you know what? I'm going, to, I'm going to go for one that's completely out there. I think the top passer in yards is going to be Jimmy G. Let's get Jimmy G. Uh, to the bond. <laughs> what? Oh, Jimmy what? G is. Yeah, Jimmy G. Thank uh, you, muted. Uh, 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 Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Oh, okay, right. Well, do you know what? It's stupid early predictions. Jimmy G, top rate, not only is he going to be the longest yard, the most yards, he's going to have the highest. Passing rating in the league
0: I, I I don't know what to make of you sometimes
1: but and do you know what i I think do you know what? i I think um that he is going to outshine everyone I think he's going to show everyone up because he's free of the curse of San Francisco, and I think Jim is just going to light up the year and do you know what I think he's going to be aided by the top rusher in the league in Josh Jacobs. And they're going to put on an offensive masterclass. That is the two for the passer rusher I'm going
0: for. I'll, I'll give you Josh Jacobs. I'll give you Josh Jacobs. He could mm. be the top rusher in the league. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Do you say the same team's going to have the top rusher and the top pass? How many offensive yards are they going for here in the season? It's going to be like 20,000 or
1: something ahead. See, I think what's going to happen is that the defence are going to fumble, so, or are just going to completely tumble so badly that it's going to be a shootout every single game of well, the year. Maybe it will. maybe it will, Dave. Maybe it will.
0: These are yeah. your picks. And, yeah.
1: I'm not judging. I am totally judging you, by the way. But uh, as, as soon as, as soon as this podcast is done, I relinquish all owning rights to these comments. <laughs> I am not taking okay. any ownership. No, uh, one listen, needs to train we, me are, we are, c- I will release. I, I will do basically our Rams and release these comments to whoever wants to pick them up, whatsoever. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. uh,
0: no top receiver. Who have you got for your top receiver for twenty twenty?
1: Ree, what have you got? No, I, I mean I I instinctively I would have gone for uh, your own pick of Travis Kelsey. I think that, that was a yes, blind. That's pick. right. I I've gone for generally Travis Kelsey. I think that yeah. was that was a good shout. Um am I am I'm between two. Now one's a lot more re- realistic than the other because I think Tyreek could break some records. Um uh, and with a fully fit tour, I think he could break absolute loads of records. Okay. Um, you know, beefed up Dolphins team as well, so Tyreek is the real possibility. For the outside, I hope, I pray this does not happen, but DK Metcalf, I know you're not going to approve, DK Metcalf has some very quiet speed that only a few in the league can match. So if he gets deep balls from Geno, a a full year after Geno has been the top quarterback, or the top quarterback, the first choice quarterback, you never know. They could click even more. Boom. Downfield. Not against the Rams, of course, but boom, downfield again. Boom, downfield again. And DK leads leads the league. Okay. Okay. I think...
0: Do you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe DK. I, I don't think Tyreek, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it's because Tyreek's never led the league in receiving. Mm. Never happened. And I just, I know he had like his, his biggest year last year. Um, But I think that Jalen Waddle's actually going to get more next year. I do. I just think because of what Tyreek did last year, teams are just going to play that a little bit softer, and they're just going to have safeties always over there for Tyreek. And I think Waddle's gonna gonna take. On. I still think I have a monster year, as you see. If if Tua stays healthy, but I don't think he'll lead the league. DK, I I could see DK, I could see DK leading the league. I don't like it, you know. I don't. But
1: yeah, yeah. I think yeah. You, you, you have to remember as well with the Dol- the Dolphins. Uh, got another addition into that wide receiver room with um, R- Robbie Anderson or Chosen is it Robbie Chosen or Chosen Anderson uh, Which I, 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 I'm I not quite sure think it's Robbie, Robbie
0: Chosen I don't know Robbie Chosen
1: but did, did, I've, I've got a vague memory that they have Braxton Berrios as well didn't they sign him from the Jets I don't know I, I'm, I going, I'm going to look did.
0: that up I'm going to look that up right now um, I think it's a
1: possibility because if they've got that then at quarterback they've got two A At backup they've got Mike White. I mean that's starting Army to look Dolphin. Like
0: You're absolutely good. You're
1: absolutely right. I I remember it from this so the preseason signings. Um but yeah, that's that would be an incredible incredible wide receiver. That that's the first what four? That that's kind of one, two, three, four. And then of course, um they oh no, did they, they re- did they release Mike Gazek?
0: Now, something did happen with Mike Izzicchi, um, and I don't remember. Um, I think he signed for somebody else.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I, he did. They might have released them. Um, but
0: yeah,
1: I Yeah, Patriots, I know they'd Patriots, Patriots Mo- got him. That's Patri- right. Oh, Patriots. God. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that's even worse. Oh. Well, um, I, I mean, I'm running back. They got Mostert, and I think they signed Jeff Wilson from the 49ers. This, if I this so Dolphins team... Mm, it's the best one since, I think, since Marino. Oh, best it, it is. Like,
0: the talent that they have mm-hmm. on this team, because offensive, we, we know they've got explosive talent on offense, but they've added to it. And then on defense, they've really added some pieces, and then they brought in Vic Fangio. Yep. And I'm thinking, oh, hold the boat here. This could get terrifying. I mean, it really good, because Adolfo had a good offense last year. The defense was... Good, not great. It wasn't
1: great. Injuries, injuries Injury did play a, really a did big part.
0: Yeah, but the you know, Bradley Chubb should be healthy this year for them. And they that's a big one. Got Jalen Ramsey to go opposite. Um, um, oh my goodness, is it Xavier?
1: Oh, Xavier, Xavier, Howard.
0: Howard? Howard. No, Howard, yeah, yeah, Xavier and Howard. That's that's gonna be
1: yes, Xavier Howard. Xavier yeah, and Howard. And so they've they've
0: they've improved the pieces, and then they bring in Vic Fangio to run it all. And you think, oh, because he is an excellent defensive coordinator, and it'll allow Mike McDaniel to basically just run the offense, do what he wants to do.
1: Yes, yeah, and then yes. I mean, says just I. Off, oh, oh yeah, off off the top off the top of my head as well. Um. Didn't they sign Emmanuel Ogba to a pretty decent free agent deal? Or, re- or to a new a good contract anyway as well? I don't know.
0: I'm going to be honest. The, the, the Dolphins made so many moves, I totally lost count. They did so many yeah, things this off-season, and I was like, I have no idea what they've done. Um, Yes, but they haven't done anything
1: bad, though. That's, that's, that's no, the thing. But they, they've added so many good. players. Yeah. So many players. Um. Yes, yes, they have. They, they have Emmanuel Ogba's there. Um, they still have Skylar Thompson, so it's not all perfect. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, they've got Jeff Wilson, Miles Gaskin, uh, Devon, Devon Ashane as running back, and Raheem Mostert. So that Dolphins team is stacked, and they are going to put the fight to the Bills. I think they, they will catch up to them. But don't forget, you've got the Jets in that division. I'm, not, buy, I'm not buying
0: into the Jets. I'm not buying into no, I'm it. Not. I need to no, see no. it.
1: I'm, I, I, just, I, I need I, to see I'm, it. I'm not buying into Aaron Rodgers being as good as he was before. Uh, you know, we're, I, I know he was MVP not that long ago. Was it two years? Two years Three ago. And he was what? back-to-back
0: two. MVP two years ago.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, but I've seen, uh, to me anyway, I've seen a drop-off oh, in that, the last, last two years. Last a, year's Aaron Rodgers
0: drop-off. was nothing like the year before. And, and how much of that... I, I don't see that changing. How much of that is Devontae Adams? I don't know. I, I don't know. How much of that is getting a bit older? I don't know. How much of that is uh, he did lose his offensive coordinator Oh, to the Broncos. He's got him back. <laughs> He's got him back. Yeah, Nathaniel well, Hackett yeah. is in... Well, see, here's the thing. If Nathaniel Hackett has nothing to do with calling any plays um or you know, uh, any formations or any clock. In fact, if he's just off in the coordinator name only and doesn't go into the stadium, they'll be fine. Uh but we'll we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Well, I, 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 I could be completely wrong with that, but I, I just don't I don't see see it in the Jets. I don't see where all the hype is because what's he got to what? Because he's got Alan Lazard. They got rid of us. Well
1: they he's did to get to the Braxton Bearers. He's got Garrett Wilson, Garrett who Wilson. was one of the rookies of the year last year. Yeah. Oh, but he got, does
0: have Brees uh, um uh, Brees Hall.
1: Yes, he's a running back. He does have he's him. also he's also got an acquisition from Kansas City in Michael Hardman, who is almost as fast as Tyreek. And you know, they th- those were at one point, those were the two fastest players in the league. So you've got Michael Hardman. You've also got Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzoma at tight end. Those are some weapons. Those, those were two of the best kind of rated tight ends um, in the league. Conklin,
0: um, Conklin. I, 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 like. I'm not scared of Conklin. I don't rate him like Mark Andrews or Travis no. Kelsey or even Mike. Oh, Kosicki. neither of them. Yeah. You know, even Mike Kosicki, yeah, Neither, I would neither put, of them like that. I just, no. I just think I, I don't. I don't think they've done enough. I don't think the Jets have done enough to warrant this, this, this hype and that people talking about Super Bowl or bustle. The Jets are like, behave yourselves. You're not yeah, going to get to the Super Bowl. No. Uh, I, and if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, and uh, next January or February, the Jets are in the Super Bowl, then I will hold up my hand. But they're not going to be.
1: Um, no, and, uh, you know, I might,
0: I might yeah. end up replaying this in February next year. And they say, oh, look at this They He said the Jets weren't going to get to the Super Bowl. I don't think they will. Uh, so anyway, anyway we kind of got off track there a little bit. Mm. A little bit. Um, so there you go. You've got your uh, Tyreek Hill uh, or DK Metcalf as your top receiver.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm more confident in Tyreek and more hopeful in Tyreek than I am in <laughs> DK Metcalf because I know yeah. what's going to happen if it's Metcalf.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, Dave, we come to our final segment and it is, of course, Random Stats. Random Stats. Random Stats. Random Ter- st- terrible impressions of Tim there. Random Stats. Anyway, it's Random Stats. So, um, would you like me to go no. first or would you like to go first?
1: I'll go first, okay. uh, Because I haven't done it for a few weeks, so I'd like to go first. And you know, what? I'm going to throw a little extra bonus one in as well, uh, just to just to throw one. Uh, I'll dedicate it to Tim himself because he he'll really enjoy it, or nice. maybe not. But um, my my one now, I know we've spoken about Devin Hester before, but there's one glaring thing that I noticed when I was I just having a wee read through during the week. Now Devin Hester's. You know, he's got so many records. It's, it's, we will take up an entire podcast reading them all out, all his, all, all his achievements, all his accomplishments. Uh, uh, But what I want to focus on is a certain ratio. Because in, in his, in his career, Devin Hester recorded 38 touchdowns. Okay. So 16 receiving touchdowns. He had six kick returns, 14 uh, punt returns. Um, he also had one, um, Return uh, of a field goal. I think it was for 106 yards. That's 37. So maybe I'm one short, but it's 37. Okay. Now, in his career, Devon Hester had 41 fumbles. His fumble amounts outweigh his touchdowns. Now I can see the, the the completely skeptic look on your face. But Devin Hester recorded forty one touch, uh, forty one fumbles in the league in his career in the NFL. Wow! Can you believe that? No, I can't. I can't believe he turned the ball
0: over more than he scored.
1: That's what really stood out for me. Um, I I do have I I do have them all, uh, in front of me. So in his first three seasons, uh, he recorded twenty fumbles. His first three years in the league. And uh, also, uh, obviously, he was in the postseason uh, as well. Uh, if you include postseason for his first ones, he had on another three. So in his first three years in the league, he recorded 23 fumbles. Wow. That's seven. seven uh, more I, than I,
0: seven a year.
1: Yeah. Oof. Well, the, the 41, can I just add, the 41 is only during the regular season. Those oh three fumbles were not included that, so it was 44 fumbles. So, obviously, he came into the league in 2006 and he retired in 2016. So, that's wow. an average of four or nine every two seasons. That's unbelievable. It's unreal. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that, that was my original random stat, but I'll give you my quick second one, just for Tim Durbin, uh, that in, Dax, in the last three seasons, Dak Prescott has started... 33 regular season games he has thrown 29 interceptions in those 33 games that's 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 not good that's not good that's uh, but you know all the hype around him it's it's again uh, victim I'm, I'm, of his
0: own success early on
1: i i i agree with that yeah well they're not, I were they not like 13
0: and 3 in his rookie year
1: Something like that, yeah. yeah. But don't remember, don't forget, I think I brought it up like maybe a month or two ago as well. There was that year when the Cowboys had like a really bad losing record and still made it into the playoffs because everyone in, in the entire division was bad. And, you know, Dak was at the helm there. So No, it was Washington. You
0: know, I, it was it was Washington. We Washington, had this. Washington,
1: that's, yes, we got Washington torn got apart got and for- the Cowboys the Cowboys were that bad; they couldn't even beat Washington I, that year. Either.
0: I got—I don't know about you, but I definitely got torn apart for not being able to remember who played in the NFC East, and it was—it was embarrassing. So,
1: I think that's it. That, that was Washington about. Yeah, it doesn't say a lot. It says something about us, but also says a lot about Washington. Very. Uh, it, it just they're. they're they're like the kind of you know in the draft you got the last pick in the draft. that's the Mister Relevant. While you got the team irrelevant, which <laughs> at the time was the Commanders, so everyone <laughs> forgets about them now. But Rod, uh, yeah. yeah, that a a little, a little double double one there. One one for Tim that Dak is terrible and Devin Hester turning the ball over more than he scored. Wow, uh, unreal! Thank you for the random
0: stat, Dave. Appreciate both of those. A, a very quick side note. I promise I'm not going to go off on a tangent. Okay. Very quick side note. I've forgotten it. Hang on. <laughs> oh no, I've actually this forgotten. What was that, I going to say? There can't be two of it. Right? Hang no, no, on. What Hester? were you talking about? You're talking about Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. And I'd said he'd gone 13 and three. Yeah, and both, then,
1: possibly rookie season. What did you see after Commanders, that? The year. Oh, that's yes, the, that's yes, Washington, Washington. Washington. <laughs> Yes. Right. Okay. You see, so you
0: forgot about Washington. I, 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 I told you. I oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I forgot about Washington again. Sorry. Washington fans, apologies. If, uh, no, so a, a friend of mine a, lives in Washington, and he's a mm. Commanders fan. I don't think he listens to the podcast. But if you are listening, I apologize. Okay. Now, <laughs> now, here's the thing about Washington. I saw a thing. Um, I think it was last week or the week before, uh, where obviously the team got sold, right? So Dan Mm -hmm, Snyder mm -hmm. bumped, right? Yep. There's rumours about changing the name of the team. Again? Yes. I'm not making this up. Someone, uh, I I saw it, I'm sure I saw it on, it wasn't NFL.com, it might have been Twitter, or maybe ESPN, uh, and they're, they're talking about, oh, how the new owners are coming in they want to start fresh and all that and there's people talking about changing the (laughs) name. First of all, don't, because I'm only just getting used to calling them the commanders when I remember that they exist as as a franchise. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Don't do Unless you're going to change them to the Washington Wild Hogs, which was my suggestion way back when when they were going to call, when they ended up calling them the football team. So, if you're listening, Behave yourselves. Anyway, that was it. That was
1: well, wasn't the yes. tangent. Well, actually, just a- I've just got I've just got I've just got it up though. I've just got information. So actually what happened was that they lost a trademark appeal on the Washington commander's name. So they 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 lost their appeal for like kind of the, the patent and the copyright around the, the name. Oh, um yeah. so it's been denied. So they cannot trade as the commanders. The so co- oh. they're looking to they're looking to basically find something that they can trade under because one of the main owners is actually um, Magic Johnson, the legendary basketball That's player. That's right. I
0: saw that. I saw that. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're, you're, my, see, my recollection is coming back. This is old age. This happens mm. to me and I forget things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for that. No mind, worries. I appreciate no worries. it. Now, we are still on random stats here, despite mm. that. So, my random stat concerns... The Cleveland Browns. Oh. Okay. Now. it's going to be a happy one. mm, Half and half. Yes. Because we are reminiscing. We are reminiscing about ancient glories for the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Now, the Browns have had some quality quarterback play from years gone by. The last few years has not been great. Let's be honest, Baker Mayfield is the standout since uh, probably since Vinny Testaverde in 1995. Yes. Right? He's been the best they've had. They've had so many horrendous quarterbacks in Cleveland. This was not always the case. It was not always the case. Now, if you go way back when, to 1946... And from 1946 to 1955, 10 years, the legend that is Otto Graham was the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. He played 10 years. In those 10 seasons, the Cleveland Browns made 10 NFL championship games. And they won seven of them. Nice. Now, that's not my random stat. This is just a, a sort of precursor. So yeah, he, played, yeah, yeah. he played 10 years. They made 10 of their version of the Super Bowls, 10 NFL championships, mm. won seven. Pretty good going. He, in his career, in those 10 years, Otto Graham threw 174 touchdowns. Now, obviously by today's mark, that's only 17.4 per year. It's not great. It's better than Russell Wilson's averaging in Denver at the moment. Mm. Not the point. 174 touchdowns that remains to this day the most by any Browns quarterback he finished his career in 1955 and that 174 is when I heard this I was it floored me I was like there is no way that that is true but it is I'm going to give you some of the other uh, names that we've got here only four quarterbacks in Cleveland have ever eclipsed 100 touchdown passes. Bernie Koza, the great Bernie Koza, uh from 1985 to 1993, threw 116 touchdowns. You then have Frank Ryan. Nobody will remember Frank Ryan. He played in the 60s. He only played seven years. He threw 134 touchdowns. Otto Graham, as I've already mentioned, is the leader with one seven four but there's another guy Mm -hmm. another guy who i believe you mentioned in a previous episode um i I think it was yourself who mentioned him and his name 1980 mvp brian sipe cleveland browns were called the cardiac kids and he threw 154 touchdowns uh, in 10 years from 1974 to 1983 as I say, he was the 1980 MVP. He also threw 23,713 yards, which is the franchise record for the Cleveland Browns. He surpassed Otto Graham's 23,584. So, Otto Graham's the second leading passer at yardage of all time for the Browns, the leading passer in touchdowns with 174 for the Browns, and he finished in 1955. Brian Sipe is the all-time yardage leader, and that is my random stat.
1: And do you know what? I don't think the current quarterback is going to surpass either of them. I don't, I don't, think, see so. It.
0: I, I don't think so. I don't think so because I don't think he'll be there long enough or play enough games to no, do it.
1: neither do I. And, yeah, you know, yeah, big shout out to those guys, but at the same time, we're definitely not the, Cleav- the biggest fans of Cleveland Brown. Um, no. But yeah, I, it's. I think obviously because we've in our teams in in the recent years. Let's say in recent last fifteen years, we've both had quarterbacks that you kind of go, yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, he was he was great for us. Yeah. He did amazing for us. Browns haven't had that for a long time. And Baker was their fresh, their, their kind of fresh bit of air. After how long would you say? Maybe twenty years.
0: Oh more, uh, maybe, absolutely well so Venetestiverdi finished in nineteen ninety-five. He was a guy in nineteen ninety-five mm-hmm. for them. Um and they've had basically nothing since. Like that's all that, yeah, yeah, nothing.
1: That's twenty twenty one years. Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: Because um just, in in nineteen ninety-nine they had did they have oh my goodness, some of these names. I apologize, Tim Couch. Yeah, did they have Garcia? Doug at some Peterson, point? Kelly Holcomb, Jeff Garcia, Jeff
1: Luke, Garcia, yeah. Luke
0: McCown, Trent Dilfer, <laughs> Charlie Fry, Ken Dorsey, Derek Anderson, Brady Quinn, Bruce Gradkowski, Jake Delholm, Seneca Wallace, Colt McCoy. It just goes on and on. Brandon Weeden, he was like seventy. It just goes because on and on and on. Well, I wasn't seventy, but you know he was injured. He, was like he wasn't he was far ancient. off, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, a, a big Mayfield is the best that they've had since then. But a big shout out to Otto Graham and Brian Sype, the leaders for touchdowns and yardage respectively in Cleveland Browns franchise history and as I see, that is that is my random stat. Yeah, it's I Very it. good great, one.
1: Yeah. It's it's very it, you know, we're not we're not just ridiculous predictions on the NFL uh, on the Win show. We are just Knowledge,
0: it's pure, Sorrow. pure knowledge, and we're just trying to uh just enlighten everybody else. It's probably not working, but <laughs> we, we, we,
1: <laughs> we, tried yeah. to,
0: we We we're, we're pure, tried. pure and, knowledge and, and, three weeks ago. Who plays yeah. in the NFC East? I don't remember. A, look, uh,
1: uh we, we we don't know what we had for dinner last night, so you know, I, I mean, it's it, it's we're, we're putting in a lot of effort. Here.
0: I, I know what I'm having for dinner tonight. Oh, go on then. Yeah, so I've been on a diet, right? Because I'm a big, huge, fatty person now. Uh, So I'm on a diet and I, you know, for lunch I had a salad and yesterday I had a salad for dinner. And the day before that I made up this, um, it was sort of turkey and potatoes thing. And it was, Mm. and I've just, it's been awful. Tonight, chippy. Having a chicken strip (laughs) supper. Having a chippy. It's going to be dynamite.
1: I cannot wait. Well, uh, as you as you know me, you can tell that uh I definitely do not need any diets. I, I am bit, I'm quite skinny. By yeah, just keep rubbing the majority it Majority keep um, rubbing it in. How, well, how
0: old are you? Dave? How old are you again, Dave? Remind me. Remind uh, me. How old you are you? Uh,
1: Eighteen, nineteen, yeah, something. Like that. Yeah, that uh, might I, as well yeah, be. Listen, I, may thir- come, I
0: may be. I may thirty-two. You come back to me when you're in your mid forties,
1: right? Look, and then we'll all see. All I can say yesterday uh i had uh an amazing cheesecake for lunch um along along with a big breakfast wrap i hate you so much that that was that was my lunch now i'm gonna ban you
0: from the winfl show if you keep talking (laughs) like this
1: dinner was a chinese takeaway as well right and then lunch today uh well, lunch today. I thought, you know what, I better take it easy just a little bit. So I had some battered sausages uh, and like a, a lot of sauce on them as well. You're an and, animal.
0: Um, you're an you're an absolute bacon,
1: animal. Baking it and fried eggs because you know what, I just life's too short and I never put on weight and it's just it's it
0: bliss. it will be it will be short if you continue to eat like that. Okay. Anyway, right, we're <laughs> leaving know, it there. I've got. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I have got i am going to go i am going to i and have my chippy and you can do whatever it is you're going to be doing uh, thank you very much Dave for coming on the show it's always, always a pleasure buddy. always appreciate it thank you to every single one of you who's been listening uh, we really appreciate it once again you can find us on Twitter myself you can find Dave you can find Jake you can even find Tim on Twitter we're of course at the WinFL show and uh, well you can get us on YouTube as well once I ever get around to uploading these clips that I've not done in about a month and I am the worst person in the world I apologise to everyone for that um and we will see you on next week's issue of the nfl show